Hello, hello, welcome to episode 16 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. And while we are happy to be here today to bring you the show, um, we are recording this a few days before it airs, and it is actually the day that Stephen Hawking just it's, passed. It's a sad, sad day for science today. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge bummer. So I'm sure everyone knows, I mean, I think everyone knows about Stephen Hawking, the visionary, renowned uh, physicist. He later um, went by his pseudonym, Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> yeah, he, he was played by Eddie Redmayne in The Theory of Everything, which he did a really great job. He did. Um, but he's, yeah, so a British scientist, and he was really famed for his work, what, Jacob? Uh, Black brief, holes? Brief history of time. Yeah, so Theory of everything. Relativity. Um, basically explaining how the universe came into existence and what's happening with it, like where is it going in the future. And things that can or cannot come out of black holes. Things yes. that are both, you know, um, so the, his book, A Brief History of Time, which has sold more than 10 million copies worldwide. Which, which is also available at your local library. It is indeed. And which he himself said was the most owned and not read book. I, <laughs> so that is very true. I have to say, I do own it. And I read like a chapter and I was like, I'm going to get back to you later when I'm smarter. Which is <laughs> not right now. It's actually a pretty... Pretty pretty good book, actually. You know, once you get into Did it. Did you read the whole thing? Oh, yeah. We had to read it in high school. Oh, was, you're a hero. It was on one of our requisites. It was just like on the reading list. It's like, you have to read a brief history of time or else don't bother coming to class. Wow. Well, that's not that's not so bad, but a really fascinating man. So I feel like it's a huge loss for the world. Um, what's fascinating, though, also about him, besides just his giant brain, is that, I mean, it was 1963 that he was diagnosed with the motor neuron disease that left him, you know, paralyzed and unable to speak. But at that time, they gave him two years to live. Yeah, it's astounding. In 63. It's astounding. He's like, what, 72 years old when he died this year? It's amazing that he lived as long as he did with that, like, kind of because if you've seen him like he literally cannot move no and i guess it got worse you know as as the years went on but that did not stop him from writing from teaching and um from being on so many of our favorite tv shows as a guest and actually let's can we play our favorite because i know you and i we both have the simpsons are very dear to our heart let's play his bit on the simpsons do it quit butting in please your iq is a mere 155 while mine is a muscular 170 i am smart much smarter than you Hibbert, you should all do what I say. My IQ is 199, crying out flame. Big deal. My IQ is 280. <gasps> Stephen Hawking, the world's smartest man. What are you doing here? I wanted to see your utopia, but now I see it as more of a fruit-topia. <laughs> I'm sure what Dr. Hawking means is... Silence. I don't need anyone to talk for me. Except this voice box. You have clearly been corrupted by power. For shame. Larry Flint is right! You guys stink! I don't know which is a bigger disappointment. My failure to formulate a unified field theory, or you. I don't like your tone. If you are looking for trouble, you found it. (laughs) So that's just the best. It's amazing how much of a pop culture figure Stephen Hawking became, considering he's, you know, at heart he's just a scientist, you know? Yeah. And a handicapped one at that, unfortunately. And, and, well, you know, I read a thing, like, it's crazy what he amounted to um, despite of his handicap, but part of it is like, well, it's kind of also because of his handicap. I mean, That's that is true. really drew people in uh, to see, you know, what he, he what he was capable of. There's actually... Um, 
a quote by him that I really like that I'm just going to throw out there that he said, however difficult life may seem, there is always something you can do and succeed at. It matters that you just don't give up. It's true. So, yeah, it's he's a, great a, model to live a living by. embodiment of that. So, uh, yeah, he will be missed. But so we're in, we're going to move on. We wanted to focus today on our continuation of Women's History Month. And actually, since this episode will air on the 19th, Jacob, do you understand why that's awesome? Mm, was Tim Connolly's jersey number? <sighs> the 19th Amendment gave women the right to vote. Oh, Oh, look at that symmetry. That's how about that? That's it. I, you know, I totally I'm knew that. I'm petitioning for was, you to be fired. I was just playing. I was screwing around. I knew. I knew that. You're just being the guy. Yeah. Okay. I, I, of course. Thanks. I knew that. Thanks for letting me shine, Jacob. Thanks for giving me my my woman moment in Women's History Month. Oh, uh, in case you didn't know, the 19th Amendment is the one that gave women the right to vote. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you? Thank you for mansplaining mm-hmm. that That's to right. me. That is appreciated. But so, <laughs> National Women's History Month can trace its roots back to March 8th, 1857, when women from New York City factories they staged a protest over working conditions, um, and then International Women's Day was first observed in 1909. Um, and then in 1987, I believe Congress expanded it uh, to a whole month. So this is our month. So we're going to talk about some films that are good for Women's History Month that maybe have strong female characters or strong messages and books and things of that nature. So do you want to just hop right into it? Sure, sure. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to start with one of my favorite movies. It's one of those ones you throw on on like a Saturday afternoon and you just kind of kind of relax to it. Is a League of Their Own? Oh, so good. Yeah. The best. Um, yeah, it's just the story of um, during World War II, um, Major League Baseball kind of, you know, wasn't going to play because all, a lot of their guys were going over to fight in the war, obviously, because, yes. you know, it was World War II. So in order to make up the lost revenue, the owners decided to start an all-women's um, baseball league. And the story, the movie basically follows um, the story of Gina Davis and her sister Lori Petty as they uh, get into the league and then, you know. Play against amazing people like Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna. <laughs> yeah, Madonna, Tom Hanks, of course, in an amazing performance in that movie. I, maybe my favorite. That and The Burbs, maybe my Tom, my favorite Tom Hanks. <laughs> you definitely are a maximum Hanks at that one. It's true. Um, but this is just a movie highlighted with strong female characters from top to bottom. Um, it's a good sports movie all around. Like, if you're a fan of sports movies, you're going to be right in your wheelhouse with this one. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know what? I love how you always cut to the clips, but you know what? I actually have a clip. That I think we should play. Oh, I know it's gonna. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Say, Evelyn, can I ask you a question? You got a moment? Mm-hmm. Which team do you play for? Well, I, I'm a peach. Well, I was just wondering, because I couldn't figure out why you would throw home when we've got a two run lead. You let the tying run get on second, and we lost the lead because of you. Now you start using your head. That's not love! That's three feet above your Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. It's the best. It's just the so, best. Just so awesome. This it's, whole movie. It's, I hope that, that people listen because that is how you start a Monday. Yeah. It's just, you know, and it's such a heartwarming movie as you're watching it, too. Like, it's great. It's And it's really great to see women in sports films. Yeah. So check it out, everybody. League of Their Own. If you have Awesome it. movie. We'll do a couple that I think are obvious, and then we'll move on to maybe a little lesser known ones. But just because you mentioned Gina Davis, I have to throw Thelma and Louise out there. Okay. Um, again, most people know the story. Um, it has Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon, and they go on a fishing trip, but they uh, end up 
fl- fleeing from the law because Louise, um, who's played by Susan Sarandon, shoots and kills a man who's trying to sexually assault Thelma at a bar. Um, so they decide to flee to Mexico together. And if you haven't seen it, it's just a really powerful, you know, women film. It comes up so much in girls. Like, there are so many. Like, literally, <laughs> my sister texted me this morning with the weather and was like, let's just Thelma and Louise it. Like, let's just drive to Mexico and whatever happens, happens. And most importantly in the movie is the introduction of young, beautiful Brad Pitt. Oh, I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I mean, that is a seminal moment in That's like history. a we all know where we were when we first saw Brad Pitt in Thelma Everybody just kind of sat up in their seats like, who is this guy? Yeah. Okay, but I do want to jump into a more, more serious uh, movie for the month, which is Norma Ray. So for people that haven't seen it, uh, like a lot of her family before her, Norma Ray, who is played by Sally Field, works at a local textile mill. And the pay is just terrible. The hours are terrible. There's lousy working conditions. And she ends up hearing a rousing speech by uh, a labor activist, which inspires her to rally her fellow workers um, in the case for unionism. So really good film, great performances. Um, I have to say that's one that you watch and it's hard to to explain to you, but as a woman, you're really like, oh, I feel I feel such pride. Like these women who took steps before me to make things better, specifically for me. Uh, so that one I highly recommend for the month. It's you know, and it's it gets more impressive over time because you don't really think of exactly how much of a risk or how difficult some of those things, like getting those rights and just to be looked at as equals, even though still kind of not. But yeah, like, taking the steps that they did, like standing up for. Um, women the vote you know oh yeah and i have a couple movies too that we can talk about that that are really powerful but is there anything you want to mention anything uh, you like you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna switch to a book for once because okay. i feel like i do too many movies sometimes all right i'm gonna go with the new andy weir novel artemis um his follow-up to the martian oh, okay yeah i listened um, to that book that was good yeah it was a pretty good book um it is a story of jasmine bashar she lives up on uh artemis which is like a space colony uh you know a space colony up on the moon um, and it's just about her, it's like a mystery kind of tale, um, story about her life up there, smuggling. It's like a mystery detective story. There's uh, all sorts of intrigue and stuff going on. Oh, she's a really awesome character, though. Yeah, it's a great first person. She doesn't take person. any garbage from anyone. <laughs> if you liked the way that The Martian was written from like the first person perspective, so you get everybody's thoughts and ideas, um, you're going to like this one. Um, the setting is very memorable. Um, it's very, he's very good with imagery, so... You definitely get like a good sense of place with it. Okay. And the main character I said, she's just very sassy and I listened to the audiobook and Rosario Dawson narrated it. So I think oh, that's, she's really perfect. That's a perfect. She'd be good yeah. for a, a movie or T V adaptation of it. Okay, yeah. I um, recommend that. That's good. It's a good yeah. female character. Yeah, come check that one out. Um, I'll hop into a book. Um, I recently read Together We Rise, which is about the Women's March um, on Washington last year. So that was the largest single-day demonstration in recorded U.S. history. The Women's March involved between 3 and like 5.2 million people in the United States and then a ton of people internationally. Um, I was there in D.C. It was crazy pants. Like, I, my brain couldn't even really fathom the amount of people that were around me. Like, everywhere you looked, you were just like, oh, there's hundreds of thousands of people down that street and that street. But the book is really good. It has uh, images from the day, which are really uplifting. And it just talks about all of these women that had to work together with different backgrounds, culturally, ethnically, um, and the hard work that they put in and what you are able to accomplish with that. So 
Yeah, that was just that was such a big event last year, the the Women's March. Yeah, uh, it was I huge. remember you going down there. It was very it seemed like you enjoyed the whole sense of purpose around there. So Yeah, absolutely. And it was really nice. I mean, there were a lot of men there too, which was great, and children always, and dogs and <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, but it was definitely nice to know something that was just organized by women for women. Yeah. So I'd so. recommend that. And then I'll just throw in real quick, um, speaking of activism. The book by Gloria Steinem called My Life on the Road. I think I've mentioned it before, but yeah. she's awesome. She is a writer, an activist, an organizer, and just an overall inspiring lady. But this book um, is like a candid account of her life as a traveler and a listener and all the things that she has done to be a catalyst of change. Um, I actually read that book right before I went to the march. So I was just like, I was hyped up. You're all kinds of ready. Good. <laughs> I was like, like let's, ah. let's do this. Put my Wonder Woman cape on. So yes, <laughs> I highly recommend that to listeners. So All right, sweet. All right, next one I'm going to go with is, um, I'm going to go with the Notorious RBG. Oh, my fave. I knew I knew you would like that I'm one. I'm so happy my face is lit up. <laughs> that so, is, I mean, come on, look at look at my tea mug that I bring here every day. Oh, look at that. Look at her beautiful face. She does yep, have, RBG is, is on my mug. I look at her every morning with her little descent. Hi, darling. So this is the, uh, the biography of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, mm-hmm. uh, Supreme Court justice and all-around awesome person. All around incredible person. Yeah. Like I've read a couple books about her. Oh really? There's no stopping her. Um, yes. There were a lot of obstacles in her way too to oh. get where she is. Like no doubt. Well, you're more educated, so by all means, take well, over. Well, no, what no, you just you know, uh, you know, like she was the only female in her law school class, so that kind of sets okay. the stage for you know the constant obstacles in her way and walls that were put in front of her that she she knocked down and is still going strong today oh Not yeah to she, mention she does t- 20 push-ups like three days a week and i can't do two so yeah 20 Ooh, that's impressive <laughs> that's actually. very impressive yeah. i just saw a trailer too that people can check out that there is a documentary coming out about her oh really yeah oh well look for keep an eye open for that everybody oh and you know you know i will oh, um well, you don't well, you just got like, i'm gonna you're gonna compare it to the books and be like actually you're gonna go full comic book well, on it. you know that's that's a fiction story i mean with a with a biography it's kind of hard to be like yeah that is I can't well, the way they described her dinner in the book was way more realistic i than can't in the i can't wait to see the inevitable uh biopic for the, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That is going to be some fun casting, let me tell you. Okay. It's going to be Emma Stone. <laughs> yeah. Might as well mark it down. Uh, maybe. I could, I could kind of see that. Mm-hmm. Um, see, it's already begun. It does a good one, Jacob. Good for you. Um, so I'm going to go back to movies. I would recommend Iron Jawed Angels. Have you seen that? No, I okay. haven't actually. What's so that, that? has uh, Hilary Swank, which are you a Hilary Swank fan? Off and on. She's an excellent actress. Um, I don't like all of her stuff. I didn't she really peaked c- kind of quick. I think that's something, like, oh, she won those course. two Oscars right away, and I feel like she disappeared a little, but... Who could forget the next Karate Kid? Well, <laughs> you know, we all, we all have <laughs> our starts. Um, but in this movie, she plays Alice Paul, who... It, it really takes a look at a very pivotal event in American history. So Alice Paul was an activist and a suffragette, and it tells a story about her and a group of women that took the whole women's suffragette move, move, movement by storm. They put their lives at risk. She was jailed. There are hunger strikes involved. The The movie itself, it's not the best movie that I've ever seen. And the reason is, is that when they made it, they, which I feel is like 2005, 2006. They have that, um, it has like modern music with, you know, 19s, 20s look, which they do all the time now in yeah, TV shows. And I think it now. plays really well. But for some reason, watching this older movie, which it was probably kind of groundbreaking when they did it, 
it feels kind of bad. It feels really cheesy and it doesn't work as well as it does in other things. But the story itself is itself is still great and the performances are great. And again, I felt really moved where I'm like, you are not just doing this for yourself. Like, yes, it is something that you will that you want to get out of it, but you are doing it for womankind and it's really extraordinary. Yeah, I could see how that like time frame, like songs coming in can really throw off a movie i know like if you ever hear like evanescence bust into a movie you're like oh i'm immediately in the early and i feel like they would have had evanescence if they existed (laughs) then i think there was some like joan osborne maybe it it wasn't the best but i like what they were trying to do it doesn't you know it movie doesn't necessarily have to be good in order to accomplish its goal or to get its point across you know execution and message are two different things in movies well i think the movie that came out not long ago suffragette again about the same thing the women's suffragette movement had meryl streep it had carrie mulligan And again, I found that inspiring while I watched it. That is another one that you can check out at the library. But it wasn't, they need a suffragette movie that just like kills it. Like they just haven't found it yet. Um, They're they're moving and they're powerful, but I don't know, something is missing. No, period pieces are a little tricky, so. And I think that too, where I get maybe frustrated with women's reactions, but I'm like, that's how they had to be. Yeah. In that time, I can't judge that. They that was the way that it was. These are these are housewives. These are women that were not expected to go to college and were judged if they did. So you know, you kind of got to set your mind for it. You know, you know what? While we're talking about period pieces, we've talked about it before, but I'm going to put over the marvelous Miss Maisel on Amazon Prime oh, again. So good, because uh, that show is just delightful. It it's, is. It is really great. I'll be excited when the library gets it in, so more people can see it. But oh. I do love Mrs. Maisel yeah, as it, well. Everybody who's like seen the little preview is like, "What is this show?" I see like little banners on my Fire Stick or whatever mm-hmm. I'm watching, and it's like, "I don't know what this is." Go out of your way to check it out. Once we get it here at the library, put a hold on it. She is an awesome female character as well. Yeah, just <laughs> one one of the biggest surprise shows. I didn't think I was going to like it. Ended up loving it. Can't wait for the next season. Yeah, and I think it's good, too, because it shows the contrast of her living in a time where she has to be, like, the happy housewife mother, mm-hmm. but is also branching out and wants to do awesome things, like yeah. the same things that her husband wants to do. So And she's much better at it, too. That's, That's very good. Very I do. Good. I love that. All right, let me let me bring down all this joy. There's too many smiles, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it down to Whoa. Sad Town. Yeah, um, there are a couple doc- documentaries that are definitely worth checking out. So the first one is Misrepresentation. This film kind of gained, I feel, critical acclaim when it came out, and it started a social uh, action movement to redress the ways that women and girls are misrepresented in films and advertisement and visual media. And it's really, it's powerful and it shows the problems with gender stereotypes and it advocates for positive and power solution, powerful solutions. Um, so just like how girls have to see themselves all the time looking thin and, and perfect. And, you know, it talks about boys too being, being tough and how they're supposed to desire these women. And it's a must-see for, I think, anyone that has uh, young girls at home to sit down and watch as a family and really it helps you understand like I watched this and was like that is why I feel the way about certain things like this has kind of been programmed into me since I was young so it's really important um see it and and men should see it too to be like oh maybe that's why I look at women a certain way is again it's kind of been you know branded into them too yeah it's just kind of like subliminally been put into your head since you're a child yeah what you're supposed to find beautiful I think of myself sitting at home when I'm young on my bed like reading Cosmo magazine um, and what that has done to me long term Mm. and why I've literally been on a diet 
since I was like 14 years old. <laughs> so it helps understand that. I'm also going to recommend the documentary. And this one is much harder to watch. This is called The Invisible War. Okay. And you, you, you literally have to brace yourself before you watch it. It's about sexual assault in the military and how it is completely covered up by those in power. And you get to kind of see the story unfold through the eyes of several of the female survivors. Um, they, I think that the directors, I've got to think, Kirby Dick and Amy Zierig, I think. And they actually followed this film up with one called The Hunting Ground, which is about sexual assault on college campuses. Okay. So they're, they're a double hitter. It's it's hard it's to hard, watch. It's, it's hard but it's important. So, it's really important. It's incredibly frustrating uh, to see these horrible acts and how they're covered up. But, you know, this is, this is part of our world, and I think it is great to check out during Women's History Month. It's important to watch these kind of documentaries, so that way you don't think that it's not a problem, you don't think it's getting better. Because no. these things are not getting better it's yeah. until you put a, shine a light but on it. But when we all, yeah, once you shine a light on it, then we can kind of move forward and find solutions. So, yeah. all right, can you lighten it up at all for us? I you, do what I do. It's you, terrible. I can sort of lighten it up. Okay. So the next person I want to highlight is actually a director, um, Catherine Bigelow. Do you know who she is? Oh. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty is a great... Zero Dark Thirty, Detroit. She did Point Break, mm-hmm. which is hugely underrated action movie yeah. um, from the early 90s. Um, she is just one of the top, if not the top um, director, one of the top directors in Hollywood, probably the top female director female in director, Hollywood. Female director, yeah, not enough of those. Um, this does not okay, but she's also James Cameron's ex-wife. So anything related to James Cameron, you know it's got to be good. Um, <laughs> I guess so. They're not related, but well, they were. Were you she saying was like, that her, his good ideas like had to rub off on her for her to have good ideas? No, I'm saying that you have. I'm, to, I'm rolling my shirt sleeves up right now, Jacob. Oh no, no, I'm saying that you have to be to be up on James Cameron's level. You have to be a special kind of awesome, and she was. Wasn't she nominated the one year, and he wasn't? Yeah, the, when she won for the Hurt Locker, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, she won the. Well, no, it wasn't the thing, <laughs> but yeah, she like Catherine Bigelow, one of the best directors out in Hollywood. Doing very important and awesome movies. I don't know if you saw Detroit, um, her latest movie. I haven't yet, no. It's a very intense movie about the uh, Detroit riots, race riots in the 1960s and yeah. 70s. Um, I think, though, Zero Dark Thirty is the perfect choice for this month to see that's a good point, you know, yeah. woman in the military uh, really leading the way in so, the uh, pressures Jessica, of that. Jessica Chastain. Chastain. That was a good movie. It was a good movie. So, yeah, like Catherine Bigelow, you see her name in a movie. doesn't matter because Point Break was a perfect example. I thought it was going to be a stupid surfer movie. I avoided it watching it. Watch it. It's awesome. It's just fabulous. So okay. anything you see Catherine Bigelow's name attached to, awesome, go check huh? that out. Awesome. 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 Awesome sir. sauce. Is that, that's a remake of the, wait, no, she's the original. She's the Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze one. Yeah, she's the original <laughs> Catherine. Yeah, she was all the one back then. See, Stop. I like how you're like, oh, Stop. point break. Uh. You called it awesome. <laughs> you go back and watch it. It is a f- I, awesome I, movie. I will, I will do that. Okay. Um, I will not hear I'm you sorry. disgrace the name oh, of Patrick Swayze okay. and Keanu Reeves on this hey, show. Hey, Roadhouse Forever. We'll have to, <laughs> we could dedicate a whole episode to it. Um, all right, I'm going to mention quickly just a couple films about real people that are wonderful. Uh, Elizabeth with Kate Blanchett. There's oh, two of okay. those out where she plays Elizabeth Tudor, obviously. Like, yeah, Elizabeth and Elizabeth the Golden Age. Yeah, like the, the strongest um, woman maybe ever just the films are really um intelligent too so they do a great job blanchette she she can't do it's Kate Blanchett, she can't do know? anything wrong uh frida about the life of the mexican artist frida Kahlo, played by selma hayek that is uh oscar winning performance by yeah her. and she um i don't think she won she did i think she was nominated i didn't think she won yeah she's got an oscar is that right mm-hmm 
Look it up. I, <laughs> Look it up. Google it. Wikipedia it. Told. Or just come down to your local library and see that little Oscar sticker on Frida. <laughs> okay, Jacob, that's that's what I'll do. But really stunning performance. It kind of shows how female painters are overlooked uh, despite their you know stunning talent. Uh, the Iron Lady, British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, first female prime minister. Uh, again, people are kind of mixed feelings about her, but still, you know, yeah. she was the first in her field. And that movie Joy was pretty good, where Jennifer Lawrence played Joy uh, Megano, who invented that new mop. I didn't it, see that one. Yeah, just like... Again, not a perfect film, but this woman starting her own business empire. You know what's weird? I actually remembered cool. that lady from QVC because my mom used to Did watch you? it a lot. So like, I knew who she was. I was like, oh, even when I saw the previews for the movie, I was like, isn't that the mop lady? Because they never really talked about it in the trailer. Okay. And I was like, I know who she is. I've been watching her for years. Like yeah. in between costume jewelry and stuff you don't really need. That's really funny. You just talked about jewelry. It made me think also Aaron Brockovich. Okay. Real life. Great great uh human being um and then oh, there's so much i want to talk about Jacob. I know, i'm, we're I'm like, really like overwhelmed we're here. always up on the clock i'm like looking at it i want to talk about female favorite authors and characters but let me quick another book everyone should check out i am malala um, by malala yousafzai about the girl who stood up for education and was shot by the taliban i think most people know her story um malala was fighting for her right to an education and when she was 15 in Pakistan she was shot in the head at point blank range but she just survived and by 16 I feel like she became a global symbol of peaceful protest and she is the youngest nominee for the Nobel Peace Prize. Very very inspiring story. And there's a documentary about her as well which I think is called He Named Me Malala. So check those out. All right, what you got? All right, I'm going to go uh, quick fire. Uh, check out Lady Bird with Greta Gerwig up for Best Picture but and of Best Director this yes. past year. Um, Tiffany Haddish, The Last Black Unicorn, just because yeah, we she's talked about awesome. That. And she is now narrating the audiobook, for, so you might want to wait till that comes out. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. um, we got the DVDs for the Insecure Insecure on HBO by Issa yeah. Rae, another great show that you know people enjoy. Um, you know, uh, Princess Mononoke, if you're in the anime mood. Oh, I love Princess Mononoke. Um, check out Veep, uh, Wonder Woman. You know, there's a million things that came out there's this year. There's so much. You know what? This is actually, in the box office news, this was actually the first time in history where the top two grossing movies at the box office this year were both female-led movies yes. with The Last Jedi and Wonder Woman. That's awesome. So. Um, and also, since we just spied uh, Jordan looking to scoop up some Beyonce tickets, I cannot recommend enough that you check out Lemonade. And I feel like, Jacob, this is something you think you will not be interested in, but Lemonade is mind-blowing. It's seriously amazing. I am not part of the beehive or whatever the heck it is. She's not my favorite artist. Lemonade was the best thing that that crossed my desk in a long time. You J- should watch it with all of the videos. Um, J- Jay-Z might to. disagree with that assessment of it because he comes off a little bit of a bad guy in this story well, he is a bad guy yeah he, is he did bad he did a bad but it's wonderful um so quickly we'll get into some uh fame favorite female characters i know you had mentioned from um was it artemis so yes. you love that character i there's a couple i mentioned in the last episode with mary jean matilda um obviously from the book matilda um we mentioned clan of the cave bear the character isla mm-hmm 
that's like strong woman in Neanderthal times. It's awesome. I really love, and here comes the the great shudder of everyone, Dagny Taggart from Atlas Shrugged. Duh. Um, Stop it. Did you read it? No, of Exactly. Not. That is the response of everyone's like, oh, I never read it. I don't want to reread that. I played Bioshock. I you got know, it. You know, it politically came out like that it was you know, a book for a certain party. It's not. It's a fantastic book. It is such a strong female character, especially considering the time that it was written. There were not characters written like that. And the the story is that she she runs a railroad and she's trying to, you know, figure out what is is happening to the to the industry she's trying to find this engine to keep things going intelligent kind of people in the world are disappearing from society and she's trying to figure out what's happening to that and yeah just read it before you have an opinion about it that is All what right. i say yeah exactly check check it out I mean, you know, get your own I mean, Ayn Rand it. has her own strong philosophies, but you have to consider that she was a woman growing up in communism, and this book is kind of a reaction to that, where she was very much like, "I am sick of, you know, working for the for for everyone." She wanted her own sort of freedom, and I feel like you, you know, you look at the book that way. They are not meant to be taken literally; they're kind of caricatures of you know these people. So if just check it out. If only more people. If you have that. like a hundred hours to read. <laughs> um, and don't forget everybody, all of these books are going to be available. All these books and movies are available at your local library. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter, Facebook for the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library. Yeah. And you can find our show on SoundCloud and iTunes. So don't yeah. forget to rate and subscribe. And we're trying to get on the Google Play. So hopefully we'll be yeah, there. We'll be on there um, soon. But before we go, and then if you're down here and you're looking for a new book to read, for the month, why don't you check out a couple of my favorite female authors? You can go start over in the A's, check out Margaret Atwood, uh, Joan Didion, Mally Malloy. She does wonderful short stories, and I don't usually like short stories. Patti Smith, her music and her writing, extraordinary. I cannot believe the way that woman writes. That book, Just Kids, was absolutely brilliant. And then one of my favorites, Mary Doria Russell, who wrote The Sparrow, which is, you know, on my, maybe my top all-time favorite book. So, And again, you know, you can always tweet at the library if you're looking for more suggestions. I have so many more. And I I, I have just pages of stuff that I want to talk about that we didn't get to. I know, it happens every week to us, so. But all right, so we did it. Yay, Thank we you made so it. much uh, for for listening to this episode. Yeah. And well, it's to, good because you know I gotta like rush out the door. Are you, you ready know, got, to wrap it I, up? I got a meeting. So you, I have to go I'm telling you right stuff. now that you are going to be thankful that you stayed to listen to me talk more. I promise you that. Mm. I think you're gonna like this. You one. have my attention. Okay, so my question to you is, what do you call a woman who raps about women's rights? What? I think you popped yourself on this one. Feminem. Oh. <laughs> you are happy. I know those smile I, lines. I am you not, liked it. I am not unhappy. Having stayed for that. Feminem. You got him. I'm getting. I'm getting a slow Ron Swanson smile over my face. <laughs> All right, you guys. That's it for us. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.